Good afternoon. Welcome to Long Live the First Amendment and Free Speech Podcast. Free Press Media Press Inc. sponsors this podcast. I'm Andrew Richard. Today we'll discuss the case Rees v. State 909-SW-2D-264, Texas Court of Appeals, 3rd District, 1995. This case comes from Austin, the city I live in. Shout out to Austin residents. Unfortunately, we have to contend with these obscenity prosecutions in Austin. Some people may think it happens in other places, but not here. It happened in 1995 here. Who knows if it's going to happen in this day and age, 25 years later. But it happened in 1995, and that says something. So let's still be vigilant. Let's still fight in Austin or in those smaller areas of Texas, in the bigger cities, in the more conservative areas. Let's fight. This case deals with a homosexual film. I'm heterosexual, so it doesn't appeal to me to watch such things, but everyone has the right to do that type of stuff in my book. What happened here? The record says, quote, A jury convicted appellants Gareth Rees and Terrell Denise Johnson of the offense of promotion of obscenity, Texas Penal Code, annotated 4323C. The trial court assessed each appellant's punishment at confinement in the county jail for 180 days, 180 days and a fine of $2,000 probated for one year, end quote. 180 days. That is six months, my friends. That is going overboard, if you ask me. What do you think? Do you think that's a fair punishment? What caused them to get this charge? Let's read about that. The record says, quote, InfoSex, a live call-in program produced by Appellant Johnson and hosted by Appellant Reeves, was telecast for several months on Austin Community Television Cable Access Channel. During the InfoSex program, aired on August 23, 1993, between 12 a.m. and 2 a.m., Appellants exhibited a film called Midnight Snack. The showing of Midnight Snack resulted in charges against and convictions of appellants. Indictments in pertinent part allege appellants knowing the content and character of certain material was obscene to wit. One videotape depicting a man with the penis of another man in his mouth, a man w- placing his finger in the anus of another, and a man licking his tongue with the anus of another and two men masturbating each other did then and there promote said material by transmitting, exhibiting disseminated and present said videotape during a broadcast on Austin Cablevision Channel. End quote. Guess what, folks? Reading that makes me feel uncomfortable. It doesn't sound pleasant. I wouldn't like to watch that, much less read it. Read it, much less watch it. But guess what? They have the right to do this. They have the God-given right to do this. It doesn't appeal to me as a heterosexual. I don't even want to think about this, but they have the right. It says, quote, While Reese is feeling calls, some callers direct 
hateful and offensive language towards race in his stated lifestyle, end quote. I don't like homophobia, so that's bad. These defendants believe there was redeeming value in what they did. They, the record says, quote, Appellants argue vigorously that the purpose of the InfoSex program was to promote safe sexual practices and that the midnight snack was an integral part of the program. End quote. And also, quote, Therefore, Appellants' purported message was the practice of safe sex is fun and prevents the spread of AIDS. End quote. I can see value in that. A big bone of contention in this case was the fact most people would think that giving safe sex advice and how-tos would be something that would not be obscene because it has value. But what happens when that film is displayed along with it? So they discuss the notion of taken as a whole. They say, quote, while the Supreme Court has not further defined the phrase work taken as a whole used in Miller, the Supreme Court and other courts have applied the phrase in various situations, but it, its application remains uncertain and difficult, end quote. They talk about cases where you try to determine how much of, an, of a work would have to be obscene or not obscene for the whole thing to be obscene. And how much it would have to be integrated into each other. They reference, for example, some obscene cards with an article and how many articles would have to outweigh it in another case. So it's something to consider, to be sure, if we must have obscenity laws, but I'd rather not we have them in the first place. It says, quote, The state argues that the work that is to be taken as a whole should be measured in thematic units. In other words, works or materials that are not related or unified by a theme should be taken as a whole. End quote. This follows to this conclusion. Quote, Despite Appellant's argument, we conclude that the InfoSex program was a vehicle used to promote and exhibit Midnight Snack. Midnight Snack was a separate unit of perception. End quote. And they say, quote, because we have decided that appellants could be properly prosecuted for promoting the film Midnight Snack alone, and apart from the InfoSex program, the state had no burden to prove the entire program InfoSex was obscene as a whole, lacks serious value, end quote. What do you think about that? They further talk about the Miller test, which we've discussed in one whole episode dedicated to it and also we've touched on it here there in other places too and they say because of the Miller test such stuff that happens in their film that gay sexual activity would not be protected by the first amendment because it would be considered obscene and they end by saying, following the judgments, quote, the judgments are affirmed, end quote. What do you think about this ordeal? Do you think this film should be protected by the First Amendment? Do you think it's obscene? Do you think the fact 
that it was part of an educational program makes it not obscene? How are we going to overturn this? How will you advance First Amendment, freedom of speech, and third parties today? Long live the First Amendment and free speech. Goodbye.